Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I am your host, Joanna. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Work in Progress. I'm your host, Joanna, and today we're going to be talking about something that I think is super important in our current times, and that is how to nurture mindfulness during our busy world. So that is literally the story of my life. I feel like everyone is so busy these days, and we barely have time for these smaller things in life like mindfulness and getting in touch with our well-being. So contrary to popular belief, busyness does not always equal productivity, in my personal opinion. But today I'm joined by Tess Jewel Larson to get her expertise on today's topic. Tess is a stress and burnout coach. She coaches women professionals and entrepreneurs in their work and daily life. Hi, Tess. How are you today? Hello. I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me on. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. Before we get started, would you like to introduce yourself with a bit more about who you are and what it is you do? Sure. So I work with women to help them go from feeling exhausted and overwhelmed to feeling balanced and thriving. Um, And so I work with them in a few different ways. I am, as you said, I'm a burnout and stress coach, but I also am a yoga therapist in training. I'm a mindfulness coach, um, yoga teacher, and I take all of these different things and and bring them together to to really help people holistically. So I work with them to, to empower them to to relieve their physical and mental discomfort. I'm coming back to um, what I like to call a balanced state. And I don't mean balance as like everything is perfect, right? But it's like, okay, where am I right now? Okay, how can I find more ease from that that position, right? So it's all about increasing the ease, the calm, um, creating sustainable work-life boundaries um, and really just meeting themselves where they are and and um, finding that that space where they can be themselves and really empower themselves to to live the, the life that they want to live. Yeah, that's really beautiful. How did you find yourself in this line of work? What made you realize you wanted to help women and empower them? Um, <laughs> I I was feeling fairly lost myself for a long time. And um, I physically and mentally just kind of fell apart. Um, And it was like a small, like little thing happening over many, many years. And then all of a sudden with the pandemic, everything just kind of exploded in my face. Um, And like with many people, I think. Um, And I was, you know, I realized that I needed to make a change in my life and um, 
at first it was just making that change so that I could be better, right? And then the more training, the more sort of experience I was getting um, to support myself, I was sharing that with other people and they were benefiting from it. And I was realizing, hey, like this is this is pretty cool that I can support other people with these things that I'm learning. And it's not just like the one person that I work with that I see that benefit from. Like I see how there's these beautiful ripple effects that when I work with one person, you know, they take it into their life and that changes the way that they approach the people in their life. They approach events in their life. And, you know, it's just, and then those people take it and move along with it. And it's just, it's just such a beautiful thing. So I, I think it, you know, it was something that started over many years. Um, and it just kind of blossomed into what it is now. Amazing. Well, I hope we get to hear more of your story as we get further into the episode today. But I'd love to just jump into a section we like to call Have You Met Tess? So I'll just ask you some little get to know you questions. And my first one for you is, do you have a favorite book or anything that you're reading at the moment? Good. I have so many favorite books. <laughs> I don't know. I love reading. Um, but I would say probably one book that I often come back or book series that I come back to is uh, Harry Potter. Um, oh, it's yes. something that I, <laughs> That's that a good I started one. reading, you know, as a, as a kid. Um, and I even have like one of the lines from the second book uh, tattooed on my ankle. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, it's, um, it is our choices that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. Um, and I, I think that this is something that really just speaks to me. Um, so yeah, like there's just so much about the books I love. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love Harry Potter. I haven't read the books, unfortunately, but I recently just went through a phase where I watched each movie about like three times over. I am a diehard Harry Potter fan, so I don't blame you. And your tattoo sounds so cool. You've inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought about it for like, 10 years I was like do I do it do I not do it do I do it <laughs> and then I was talking about it with my now husband and I was like I don't know I really want to do this and he was like I'll do it with you oh so did he get one with you he did it's it's Harry Potter as well but it's not the same quote <laughs> okay what quote did he get um oh my gosh totally blanking on it now um uh uh uh, uh, uh. Don't let the muggles get you down. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. <laughs> that's so adorable. Um, and movies. Do you have a favorite movie? I mean, I can't blame you for Harry Potter, but... <laughs> <laughs> I I do enjoy the Harry Potter movies, but I, I like the books better. Um, yeah. The I have lots of favorite films. Um, but the one that's popping in my head right now sort of weirdly is Kiki's Delivery Service by Hayao Miyazaki oh. um it is just such a beautiful film about a little a young girl becoming like a woman and um she's like this witch and so she's coming into her powers and trying to figure out the world and it's it's just such a beautiful story and it's beautifully done so yeah I think that's maybe maybe that's one of my favorites for sure yeah, I've never heard of it, but that sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, I'll add that one to my list. The amount of times I've said I'll add that to my list on this show is 
Not good. <laughs> I've got a massive list now. Um, but rumour is that you're a podcast host too. Um, would you like to tell us about that? Yes, yes, yes. So um, I started a podcast with my sister-in-law. Um, it's called The Happy Edit. And it's all about exploring what happiness is and what we how we can bring happiness into our lives. And we don't just mean like, everything is happy and rainbows and you know but like what you know how can you really like follow sort of this journey of happiness of, of emotion um and really open yourself up to to exploring life itself um and how that brings happiness to you um so my my sister-in-law is a um therapist a cbt therapist um and so it's fun because we come at it from different angles, right? I come at it from more of like the holistic sort of wellness side. She comes at it from the the more sort of, I don't want to say scientific because I'm super into the science and like really, really science focused um, with what I do. But, you know, she comes at it from more of the, the Western um, science approach for, for, you know, mental health. And so it, it is just really fun that, that we had sort of two different backgrounds but then at the same time noticing how so often they they connect in the middle and they overlap and uh, we bring on guests from lots of different modalities as well to look at happiness and so it's just it's been really fun to to explore and even bring it into my own life like you know things that get mentioned that you're just like oh I hadn't hadn't thought of that before huh that's really cool yeah I'm gonna try it out so like, like you say, you know, you have this huge list of films, like for me, it's like, the, I have this huge list of like different things to try out. Like, does that, is that really making me happier? Or... So yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a really great collaboration. How long have you guys been doing that for now? Uh, not that long. Uh, <laughs> we started it this year. We started it this year. So Amazing. it's, it's been like quite a um, a journey of like figuring out like what to do and how to do it and um doing all like the background stuff and editing and yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's it's fun though it's really fun that's awesome I'll have to give that one a listen for sure um and my next one for you is I'm gonna rephrase this because I feel like when I ask people who they're famous role model is they're always like oh I don't know or like that's such a hard question but do you have anyone in your life that's a great inspiration to you or someone you look up to and famous or doesn't have to be famous could be anyone yeah um man I feel like this is sort of cliche but I definitely would say like my mom yeah she is she's amazing like we so um when i was little we moved to barcelona um and for my dad's job and my mom was my dad traveled a lot for for work so it was really like my mom that was there and helping us and it was my older brother and i and my cousin came with us as well so she was like helping us move to this new country she didn't speak the language but you know she was sorting everything out for us and being really, you know, this this amazing pillar in our lives. And that has just been um, my experience in my whole life. Like she's just been this amazing inspiration of strength, but also beauty and wisdom and 
you know, flexibility as well. And it's just, it's, yeah. Yeah, my mom. Oh, that's beautiful. I feel like our moms are always a great role model to have. So thank you for sharing that one with us. Um, and I think we can get straight into our interview questions now. So as a stress and burnout coach, how would you personally define productivity? I think I would define productivity as what you can get done effectively and efficiently in amount of time or in whatever sort of measure that you're looking at. Um, and I, I, I'm saying that because I think, you know, a lot of times we have this idea, like, you know, at the end of the day, oh, were you productive? Were you not productive? Right. And it's like, when you feel productive, you got things done in a way that you feel happy about that. You, you know, it's not just about ticking boxes, right? It's all, it's about like, I feel like I was able to get all of these things done and it was effective and it was efficient. And I, I didn't, you know, feel overwhelmed by it because sometimes even though we get lots of things done at the end of the day, we don't look back and say, oh, I was productive because you're just like, oh my God, that was just way too much, right? So yeah. it's it's about like that sort of, that balancing of the efficiency and, and effectiveness and, and feeling content with what you're doing as well. For sure. And do you think there is such thing as like, being adverse to like all these stresses in our life or does everyone go through times where they're stressed even if they're trying to you know be as productive as possible I think everyone has their moments of stress and I don't think that that's a bad thing stress isn't on its own it's not bad right a little bit of stress is actually very good for us um and you know stress is just our body responding to different events um, and wanting like it, you know, it takes the events in or it takes whatever is going on in it, the environment or internally as well. Right. And it's um, our body responding to that and, and wanting to support us as best as it can. And little bits of little amounts of stress aren't bad. The issue is that when we put stress on top upon stress upon stress upon stress and we're not able to relax, we're not able to um bring ourselves back into a calmer state that's when it's when at least in my opinion and my observations and my studies um show that you know that's when stress is really a a problem and so i think you know i think we we all uh experience stress in one way or in another and it's as i say it's not necessarily a bad thing the bad thing is when we're not able to find a way to come back to that more calm or balanced state yeah, for sure. And so how would you go to define mindfulness in general based on your expertise and stress and burnout? Um, I would say it's it's being it's a state of being aware of the moment that you're living. Um, and that's physically, mentally, and emotionally, without judging it, just being. Right. And so mindfulness can come in a lot of different ways. I think a lot of us we have this perception of mindfulness as like being just meditation but mindfulness isn't it's really just about being in the moment the here the now and paying attention to what's happening right now without judging it and just being yeah and is it a hard process to get to the point where you're able to accept being in the present it sounds like such a journey to even get to the point where you're okay with just 
being still, I guess? Um, I, from my personal point of view, yes, it's very difficult. Um, but at the same time, it's not right. Like I'm laughing because it's, I think finding those moments, I think it happens more often than we realize is that, you know, it's like when, when you're walking down the street, a street you've walked down a hundred thousand times before, and all of a sudden a building looks so beautiful to you and you're like wow did they paint it did like did they do something different to this building and it's not it's just for whatever reason in that moment all of a sudden everything is clear you don't have all this you know chaos of thoughts you don't have things pulling you to the past you don't have things pulling you to the future you're just in the now and you're seeing that building and it's stunning right and i think that we do have these moments fairly often in our lives um, and we don't realize them for what they are. We're just like, oh, that's crazy. And then we move on. But when we, you know, when you do have that moment, pause, enjoy it, notice like, wow, I am like totally in the now because I'm noticing something that I haven't noticed before. Um, and we, you know, the, the more we practice things like coming, like, like pausing and, and really just noticing what we have in our surroundings, the more these things happen. Um, we're not just stuck in our phone. We're not just stuck in our work. We're not just, you know, fixated on on something else that, you know, pulls us one way or the other way. We're just here in the now. And so, I mean, it is, it can be very, very difficult because most of us aren't at any time paying attention to those things, right? We're not sometimes it's not easy it's not comfortable to be in the now because it's so the word i want to look for is we're so accustomed to constantly being somewhere else in our brain right yeah and so it takes time it takes practice um but at the same time we do do it it's just noticing when we do it yeah for sure i personally feel like there are so many times where i might be looking at something in the present but then my mind just gets torn away back to the past or where i'm going or what i'm supposed to be doing next and it's so hard to focus on the present because it's like your mind's being pulled in so many different ways and yeah it's such a struggle to actually just stay there and be okay staying in that present moment yeah yeah and and there's it's impossible to fully always be present, right? Like it's, you know, this is the, that sort of journey of life and it's a journey of our mind and it's our journey of our thoughts, right? Um, it's just like, well, like I was talking about with happiness before, like happiness isn't just being happy. Happiness is exploring all of the emotions and that's the same with being present, right? We're never going to be fully present all the time because that's what makes us, be, you know, beautiful human beings with sentient feelings and thoughts right we go in the back past we go in the future but it's it's acknowledging when we're there and it's then coming back right and it's it's that kind of ebb and flow of 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 life that we're just like oh yep okay i'm there let me pull myself back oh yep i'm there let me pull myself back and um I, I think that that's what the beautiful thing is of mindfulness is, is it's not like okay let me just sit here and focus on the now like it's it's living and just being aware of what you are living yeah and what kind of mindfulness strategies can we use to you know pull ourselves back 
Um, I mean, there are so many, but uh, one that I would say that is is a really good thing to do. Um, if you're, especially if you're noticing that you're like really stressed and you're feeling overwhelmed and you're just like caught up in loads of thoughts is to just use your senses to, to help pull you back into the moment. And so something that I have used many times is um, it's called well, the, the, you know, five senses and you, we can use your hand as well. And so you're just like, okay, five, what are five things that I can see? What are four things that I can hear? What are three things that I can feel or touch? What are two things that I can smell? What's one thing that I can taste? Right. And so it's just, it's starting out in the, you know, the space around you and it's little by little moving in to you and into the moment. Um, there's, you know, and I, I, I like this as well because um, sometimes when we, because uh, one of the, another thing that you might say is, oh, focusing on your breath, right? But if you're feeling really anxious, focusing on your breath isn't the best thing to do right away because then it can make you feel overwhelmed just by watching the breath. So when we use this, you know, these different techniques to help ground us to the moment, and then that's when we can start looking at, okay, what is our breath doing? Um, and even just like simple things, for example, of, you know, when, if you're walking to work, right, just noticing like, how does it feel to have your feet on the ground and lift off of the ground? Or if you're having a cup of tea or coffee, you know, what does the, the mug feel like in your hand? What can you smell? What can you taste? Right. So it's just, it's whatever you're doing really, and just bringing your awareness to that it can be a really good way to just help bring everything down a little bit and just find that more ease and calm state. Yeah, so just really grounding yourself. Beautiful. And how does mindfulness play into our productivity or enhancing it? So, you know, it comes back to what we were, what I was saying before about the productivity, right, of like it, getting things done efficiently and effectively and when we are trying to do too many things at once, we're not really focusing on anything in particular. Um, and so, you know, when we bring that mindfulness into it, when we come back and we start grounding, we go, okay, I'm here, I'm now. What is that one step that I can do to, you know, to finish this or to get this, start working on what this one thing, right? And so you're like constantly coming back and saying, okay, how can I, I'm, I am able to to be in the here and now. I'm able to focus on this one thing, right? Because it helps. It mindfulness is all about focusing, right? It's all about bringing yourself back to now. So if you're able to bring yourself back to now and focus, then we're able to get things done in a much mm, more succinct way. Um, and it's not like, oh, I'm writing this report at the same time. I'm sending this thing over there at the same time. I'm trying to make food for myself you know and so it's just like okay let me just do this one thing right now and then i'll move on to the next thing um and it and i think it helps us prioritize a lot as well because we're noticing okay this is this is how i'm presenting at this moment what can i do right now that is beneficial for that moment right and so it's it's all about just like allowing yourself to, to come back and say okay this is this is where i am this is what i'm doing let me move on to the next thing when that comes, right? Not just do all of it all at once. 
So I think with that productivity, right, because in the end, it feels like maybe we're not doing as much, but we're really actually doing a lot more because we're giving each thing its its space that it needs and then moving on to the next thing. And we're doing it generally a lot better as well. Yeah, for sure. And what are some of the bad or like toxic traits um, that could come out as a result of, you know, burnout or just general busyness in life? toxic treat uh do do you mean like um like bad habits or for example getting snappy or moody with people as a result of you know burnout or just being like overstressed right okay so like you the person's response like physical mental emotional okay i see yeah um (laughs) sorry it's it's early here (laughs) no that's that's so fine (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of things as, as, um, you mentioned, right? Like there's, you can get snappy, you can be moody, right? Um, that was definitely something in, in my own case, um, when I was going through, so I went through burnout, as I mentioned at the beginning, like I just had this, you know, major thing during the pandemic, but it was a steady decline before that um, of burnout. I just didn't realize it was happening. And one of the things that was going on was I was becoming a lot more negative. I was becoming more moody. And I'm I'm not that sort of person. I was quite shocked by my like from myself of being like, what what's going on here? Right. But um yeah, moodiness, pain. So your body, when it goes, when it feels that stress, right? Um it goes into the sympathetic nervous system. And what the happens there is your body starts, you know, tensing up and it starts wanting to, you know, it releases hor- hormones like cortisol to, to help, you know, get your body to move out of the situation, right? The whole idea was, you know, to help us like flee or fight whatever is happening. But when in our modern day life, because a lot of the things that is happening that makes us stress and makes us feel, you know, tense and nervous they're not things that we can physically fight or flee from right because we just Mm. maybe it's you know something that we're struggling with we don't know how to do it well or we're nervous about something right and so like you're nervous like oh what what if they don't like what I've done right you can't flee that situation um and so it's when your body is are is in that mode it's it's holding it's pulling in and it's tensing and and it holds that for a long time. And in, in short bursts, this is a good thing, right? But when the longer we do it, the harder it is for our body to release. And it's harder for our body to start um, to, to deal with other things that are going on. So let's say you have um, a little bit of, I don't know, you had an injury, right? Um, and your body isn't able to heal that injury as easily because it's just focusing on trying to flee the situation. It's not focusing on healing, which is why we tend to feel more pain. We tend to get sick easier when we're in these stress modes because our body is trying to get us out of the situation and not focus on other things that helps heal or calm the body, right? We're not going back into that parasympathetic, that calm rest digest response right and so we're we're just kind of stuck up here and so our body isn't focusing on the other things that that can help it so 
mun- muscle tension, pain, um, mentally we can feel more anxiety, right? Because our thoughts are just going all the way around. And so we're, we're, we're not able to like just come back into the moment and calm things down. Um, we're thinking about what maybe, you know, we go into these negative cycles as well. And so all of this is connected physically, mentally. It's not like they're separate things. Um, and so when we're able to use things like mindfulness to come back into that present moment to start calming our nervous system or balancing our nervous system, I should say, then we're our bodies then starting to able to go, oh yeah, okay, I can start to focus on these other things. I can start to do that digestion of, of an event of food. I can start to heal myself, right? And so it's, it is this fear of, of problems that we are creating for ourselves by being stuck in that stress mode. Um, and so often we have this feeling that we have to just keep pushing, right? We just, oh, the, the, I'm just, I just got to get this next thing done and then I can take my rest. Mm. But that's not, <laughs> our body can't deal with that over long periods of time, right? Um, and so, you know, a lot of our modern day illnesses come from the amount of stress that we constantly keep holding on to. And so it's all about, you know, every single day checking in and the, asking yourself, you know, how can I take that little step back just to start calming things down and, and do using tools like mindfulness is really beneficial for that. Yeah. And what are some sort of symptoms or things you can recognize to help you understand if you are starting to feel burnt out? Um, well, moodiness is definitely one of them. Not sleeping well can be another. Um, when your body's in that stress state, it doesn't want, you know, it, it struggles to sleep. Um, or, you know, maybe you do sleep, but you're not feeling rested when you wake up. Um, muscle tension, maybe you're like constantly feeling tense in your body, extra pain. Um, uh, eye twitching is definitely one of them as well, right? Because your body is like, it's, it, it has all this pent up energy and it's not, getting rid of it right it's not releasing it so it's coming out in other ways and so mm-hmm. that could be like you know maybe that's your eye twitching maybe um you know people get rashes sometimes stress rashes right and that's the, the body literally releasing this this energy that it's holding on because it, it needs to release it somehow right because it can't continue to hold on to it and so it's presenting itself in other ways you know so there's there's so many different things that can arise and it's just noticing like what maybe is changing in yeah. your body what's changing in your thoughts and and then take time to pause and notice like okay what's causing that right because it can be a lot of different things um and just noticing like okay maybe um like in in my case like I was becoming a lot more negative why am I becoming so much more negative uh because I'm super stressed and I'm not allowing my body to relax I'm not and when I do try to relax I can't yeah (laughs) right like it was like so hard for me because I mean I grew up with this mentality of like you can sleep when you're dead right like that was like what I was told as a kid right and so I think that you know that we come at it with this this idea that resting is bad like you know lots of times in our our society it's like oh I 
I worked a, a lot today. Oh, I worked more than you. Like we're like competing with how much we're like working more and how much more stressed we are with the, with each other. And that's like not, it's not what we should be doing, right? We should be doing the exact opposite. Like, oh, I was, I was able to, to take a little cat nap today. Like, look at me, go me. I was able to rest, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, oh, I, t- I took a nice walk today. Um, and like part of me, like my own experience was like, if I took the time, then I wasn't being productive. I wasn't doing the things that I need to be doing. But in the end, like taking those times for myself was actually incredibly important because it helped my body function better. It helped my mind function better. And I was a better able to get things done more easily in a, in a much, you know, fuller fashion. Um, and so it, it's, it's kind of changing our mentality of, you know, we often feel like if we're not doing lots of things, then we're not being productive. But sometimes what we need to be doing is also turning back to ourselves and asking ourselves, like, what's going on with me and what can what's one thing that I can do for me today? Right. And what whatever that is. Right. Maybe that's going for a walk. Maybe that's calling a friend. Maybe, you know, we, we become so isolated, like, yes, we're on our phone, but we're not really communicating with each other, maybe, you know, and so it's it's just taking that time to go, OK, let me relax a little bit. Um what's going on? Oh, I'm having this extra, I'm feeling this extra back pain. Why am I feeling this extra back pain? Well, maybe I have a lot of stress in my life and I'm not allowing, you know, I'm not allowing myself to step away from it for a little bit. Okay. Once I do, Hey, that back pain starts to go away. I'm not saying that like the, that's cure all I'm, I'm, you know, when I'm like, I don't want to just yeah. say like, this is how we're curing back pain, but like it is, it's a, it's a part of it. Right. So like the, the more our body cannot focus on on functioning the way it needs to be functioning because it's focused on trying to flee or fight a situation the less we're able to to do the things that you know we want to be doing yeah and I think it's so interesting that our productivity now is measured by the amount of work we can get done that's related for to for example like a to-do list or our careers as opposed to like the simple things like you mentioned like going for a walk or having a little nap like I when I talk to someone about how productive I've been I'm never like oh so I had a nap today feeling really productive like I'm always like I did this 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 and this you know yeah yeah you know doing those things are good right like I'm not saying like we should all just like say nope I'm not doing anything yeah yeah (laughs) But like it, it, I think it's important that we also go, hey, like, yeah, look at me. I was able to get these other things for myself done. Yeah. Right. And it and showing up for me. And I think that that is. I don't know, I think we need to start changing our narrative of, of what is in, important, um, because as we're looking, you know, the, there's a lot of things in our societies these days that, you know, there's a lot of issues and a lot of that comes from not allowing ourselves to rest, not allowing ourselves to relax. And so, you know, mental health is in a terrible position right now. Physical health isn't great either, right? And it, a lot of that stems from um, from the amount of stress that we're putting ourselves under. Yeah, for sure. And how do we get better at just being okay with 
literally doing nothing or even having those moments where just where we're just I don't know watching a tv show or doing something that's not considered you know conventionally productive um I I keep asking myself this question as well um because I struggle with it but it's you know I I think it's changing that narrative right it's it's starting to change how we're telling ourselves what productivity is and what you know what is important um and when we change that narrative when we say okay like it's important for me to rest because then my body functions better then my mind functions better then I am able to have better relationships because I'm not in a moody state, right? I'm better able to communicate with people. I'm better able to listen. I'm better able to think of things creatively, right? Because lots of times our creativity, like that was another thing for me was like, I, I'm a fairly creative person. But when I was, you know, in that downward spiral, I, I was very disconnected from my creativity and so like we start realizing that that when we take this time it's not just like a you know a bonus for ourselves right it is a necessity and so it's it's coming to grips with that and just changing how we speak to ourselves about it and as I say this is it's not easy because we're so in this idea of it it has to be productivity is getting things done. Yeah. Right. But maybe it's also getting your rest, you know, having that chill moment, spending some time with friends, um, reading a book, going for a walk, getting some movement in, you know, whatever it is that you're not getting a lot of, you know, it's just spending that little time for your, for yourself to give back to you yeah for sure and I mean there are some of us who naturally have very busy schedules and there's nothing we can really do about it because I don't know like a career or family you know so how can we use mindfulness to help us get through those times and you know avoid burnout and excess stress yeah well I I think it's once again just just coming back into the moment right and and using mindfulness to to really see okay how am I doing right now? Um, what is one thing that I can give back to myself? And it's always it's about that that check in and that when you're when we're super busy and and <laughs> I I understand it's like I have all of these things I have to get done like I have kids I have to take to school or to their clubs or whatever I have these things at work that I have to get done blah 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 you know there's loads of things piled on top of loads of things but it's it's also realizing that you know if you just take a little tiny bit of that time for you then then you're a able to get those things done better and b you feel better doing it um and it doesn't have to be a lot of time right like if we just take a few minutes every day like it changes so much um but also when you are in those really overwhelming, stressful moments, just taking time to just pause 
come back into the present, ground yourself, you know, and this can be a few seconds, right? Maybe it's with your cup of tea, you know, and you're just sat there at your desk. You just take a moment and you're feeling the warmth of the the mug under your hand, right? You're taking it like, you know, you're just noticing the sense that's coming out of the tea or coffee or whatever it is you're drinking, right? Um, and just taking that moment to really be in the now, it helps your brain have that little switch of saying, okay, I'm safe. I'm okay. Right. And then other things start functioning a little bit better. And so it's, it's just taking these little tiny, tiny steps of meeting yourself, bring yourself back into the now and, and then taking, you know, a little step, maybe in slightly different direction to, to support yourself. Yeah, for sure. And how do we help keep ourselves accountable for not slipping back into, you know, habits that might be bad for us? Like, for example, we decide to take these steps to be more in the present and do all of these things that will help us feel like, you know, less stressed or, you know, be more in touch with being in the present. How do we avoid slipping back into who we were? Well, I think the first thing is we will have moments where we do slip back, right? And I think that that's important to acknowledge. And I think it's important that we don't judge ourselves for it. Because one of the things that when we do start slipping back into these things is, oh, dang it, like, Mm. I didn't do it perfectly. Like, nothing, we we don't ever do anything perfectly at the beginning, right? Like, or very rarely, you know, like whenever we're learning something new, it takes time. Um, and so I have like this analogy of, you know, it's like you're, imagine you're walking in a field with really long grass, right? The current path you're on, your current habits, all of that is this really well worn down path. Then you don't have to worry about the grass hitting you. You know, you can just walk straight through it. When you start to make changes in your life, when you're starting to, you know, see change your habits um start adding you know these different things in you're you're starting to create a new path and as you walk through that path you're gonna have grass that's hitting you in the face right yeah you're gonna have like things pulling you back pushing you back because you you know and so acknowledge that but the more that you do it the more you're consistent with it the easier it becomes the more that path that new path gets created and the other path starts growing up the grass starts growing back in on that side you know and and it fills in so it's it's I I want to stress this it is not always easy starting new habits and you know bringing things in and if you do feel like you're going you know it's not working acknowledge that you've you know fine you didn't show up for yourself today that's okay. Do it tomorrow. Right. Like, or just do it now, now that you've realized, you know, take that little moment for yourself. Another thing is, you know, you can, we have a lot of wonderful benefits through our technology. You know, you can put alarms on your phone to like remind yourself, Hey, it's like, don't forget to check in. Right. There's apps as well um that that do this for you you know i know like insight timer for example when you go on it's a free meditation um app and they have 
other like courses and stuff on that as well. Um, I have some stuff on there. And like when you go on there to listen to a meditation and ask you, you know, how are you doing today? Like there's there's loads of different like wonderful tools that we can bring into our lives that um that help us check in. Um ask your friend, ask your family member, ask a loved one to, you know, hey, I'm working on these things. Can you support me? Yeah. Can you check in with me? You know, we don't have to do it alone. And I think that that's something that we forget. Like it's not, we're, we're not in this alone. Like we we have uh, support systems around us, whether or not we realize it, you know? So reach out to someone and say, hey, like I've been struggling with this, you know, be honest with them. And I'm trying to, to you know, build these other things into my life. And I'm not, I don't know how to do it very well, or I, I'm a little bit nervous about doing it on my own. So maybe they'll, you know, ask them to be your accountability partner. Maybe they'll even do it with you, you know, and you guys, that you can share those moments together. And, you know, of course, if, if you're really struggling, ask, you know, reach out to a professional, maybe a therapist, maybe a coach, like whatever it is that you need. Make sure that you're you're getting the support that you need and you use those support systems that you have around you. Um, and, you know, just, just meet yourself where you are and don't berate yourself for for not being perfect at it at the beginning, right? Like yeah. just take that one step at a time. And if you get pulled back a few steps, fine. Take another step forward, you know? Yeah, I love the analogy. I thought that was so beautiful and a really great way of thinking about it as well. And I can 100% relate to this whole idea of trying to do something perfect when you start doing it. And if you're not doing it perfect, then you're like, well, I'm not doing it right. Like there have been so many times where I've sat down to do some little mindful meditations or something that's good for like my well-being. And I'm like, I didn't do that right. Like that wasn't perfect. I guess it's not working for me you know I feel like it's so easy to berate ourselves about those things yeah and then you say oh well it's not working so I'm just not going to do it right and then you know it's like when you're like creating like an exercise habit as well like or you're starting to run whatever that is you know and you're like I'm gonna I you know I want to run until I don't know I'm gonna run a kilometer today and you get into it you start running and like maybe halfway through you're like oh this is hard yeah nah I'm done (laughs) okay no like you know split it up split it into chunks like okay maybe the first day you don't run the full kilometer maybe you just run part of it and maybe the next day you just do that the same thing over and over and over again until that feels comfortable and then you start adding on a little bit more right and it's it's just about like and that it's just about meeting yourself and being compassionate with yourself um and really just taking that time to be comfortable and saying like I don't you know as we're saying I don't have to be perfect at the beginning I just take that one little step that one little step and maybe you take that one little step 50 times before you take the next little step yeah (laughs) and that's okay that's okay 
for sure. And we did talk about this idea of like happiness before you mentioned it. Um, and it's also something you talk about on your podcast as well. But I know that sometimes when we're caught up in the busyness of our own lives, we tend to ignore or put aside our happiness and focus on, you know, whatever we're doing in that moment, whether that be like a career or whatever that is. But how do we like begin to find our most like joyful self, even amongst all the busyness? I would definitely say, I feel like I'm like saying this over and over. It's, it's all about coming back to that moment. It's all, it's all about really being aware of the here and now. Stress, anxiety, it, it isn't now. It's in the past. It's in the future. When we're able to come back into the now, that's when we're able to feel. That's when we're able to feel. Yeah. And be. And there's nothing wrong with feeling different emotions. Being happy isn't about always being happy. It's about experiencing all of our emotions and and being okay with it. And then noticing like what what do we do the more we notice what our emotions are the more we start to realize when something that we enjoy we're really enjoying it right and something that we don't we don't enjoy it and so we can start to look okay there this is one thing that makes me happy right it makes me fill me up and with that joy let me repeat that let me bring more of that into my life you know and it's I think for me that that is the 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 beauty of it of that those moments of checking in because we learn to to really start communicating with ourselves and to start loving ourselves and I know that for many people that that's myself included that's that's a very difficult thing to do right to love yourself um because we were so conditioned to finding all the negative things Right. And so just taking those that time to find those positive things that we have in our life to bring a little gratitude and gratefulness into our life to to see what brings us joy and to see if we can, you know, continue to bring that into our life to acknowledge when we are feeling sad, when we're feeling upset, when we're, you know, whatever emotion it is that we're feeling, even if it's not a positive one. And just be like, hey, I'm feeling and it's okay to feel. Um, and I, I think that that is part of being happy is is just allowing yourself to be you. And and to, part of being you is to feel. Yeah, I think that's such a beautiful way to put it. And I loved what you what you mentioned about like paying attention to your emotions, realizing what makes you happy and chasing after those things. And do you think that's a good way to start bringing these practices into your daily life? When you realize what makes you happy, you can bring it into your life more often. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. And then, you know, that's not to say that there's not going to be things that we do that aren't going to make us happy, right? Like, you know, we we can't always be going after like those happy nuggets. But the, it's easier to start building them in when we know what they are, 
right? Yeah. And these things, they don't have to be big things, right? It doesn't have to be something that's like, I mean, yeah, sure, going on holiday, that makes me happy too. But, you know, it's something really small. Like maybe, maybe it's a happy moment for you to sit and just... I don't know, sit in a park and just w- watch the birds. Maybe it's a happy moment for you to hug your partner, you know? And it's it, it, there, there's lots of different things that, you know, we don't really think about, oh, this is going to make me happier. But re- in reality, the more that we start to pay attention to ourselves, we realize actually that does make me happier. And I'm going to bring this up actually just a little moment. Hugging is a great way to bring happiness into your life. Hugs our our bodies when we get those hugs right that physical connection it releases oxytocin which is the happy hormone mm. so like our body goes <sighs> and we start to relax and yeah. so like you know obviously it's a hug not just like hugging anyone obviously like you want to be you know feel comfortable with whoever you're hugging yeah. and 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 but those those hugs are they're incredibly important and that's something that we can you know, most of us can do more often that we don't do very often, right? And even if you don't have someone that you are comfortable to hug, you can hug yourself. You can literally, you know, put your hands here and there's something called a butterfly hug where you interlock your thumbs and you bring one hand on top of the other on your chest and you can just kind of flutter your fingers. Um, and and this is like, you know, you're you're giving a hug to yourself and this really is a great way for for calming your nervous system and for bringing that extra, you know, support into you. Um, and, you know, you can do that at work. Like you could just be there, like, you know, maybe you're look, reading through something at your desk and, you know, you can just kind of interlock your fingers, bring your hands and people don't need to know what you're doing, you yeah. know? Um, and then there's just these little, these little tiny things that we can bring into our life that we don't often think about as being, oh, that's going to make me happier, right? It Going out and buying that, I don't know, really fancy handbag might make you happy very briefly, but like, is that true happiness or is that just, that's you, you know, trying to fill a gap of something else, you know? So just taking that time to really notice is, and and connect with yourself is is where we start learning what truly brings us joy, not just sort of a false cover-up of joy yeah for sure and I feel like the more accessible we make this joy like the easier it is like for example buying that expensive handbag that's not something the average person can do every day every time they want to feel happy and hugs are something that are so easily accessible disclaimer not telling you to go hug random people but like you know (laughs) like the simple things are so much easier to attain joy from than it is booking a holiday and going off somewhere yeah yeah exactly exactly amazing um well i would love to jump into our practices um habits section now so i'm just going to ask you about what you do to cultivate mindfulness in your life so is there a practice that you have that you like to use yeah so every morning um when i wake up as i wake up i i'm not out of bed yet i'm still in my bed and I just start to notice, like I start to kind of scan through my body, notice how I'm feeling physically. Um, and 
then start to notice, okay, what sort of things can I smell? What sort of thing is, what's the flavor, any flavors that I have in my mouth? You know, and maybe like I wake up and I'm feeling, you know, my mouth's feeling a bit dry. I'm like, okay, so maybe, you know, I'm, I'm maybe needing a little bit more water or something later on or, you know, whatever that is. So I'm just, I'm just checking physically through me. And then I check in with me myself mentally as well and say, okay, how am I feeling this morning? And just noticing any emotions that arise. And I'm not judging anything that comes up, right? I'm just noticing it. And then little by little, I start to open my eyes and I start to look at the my surroundings and just like looking at colors, looking at lights. Um, and if it's still dark out, <laughs> seeing if I can like make shapes out in the room, uh. you know, and it's just, it's just like little by little, just like starting with me and then opening up to to my surroundings yeah. and and the day um i find that to be super supportive um and a really good way to like check in and just notice okay what you know how am i feeling today is there something i can give back to um myself or you know am i just ready to go and and it's it, it's it doesn't take a long time it's literally like seconds right but it is just such a, a nice way for me to start my day. And I know that when I don't do it, um, you know, for whatever reason, if I'm feeling rushed about something or whatever it is, like, and I'm rushing through things, I don't meet myself as well during the day. I don't have that time to, you know, that that connection um, as much during during that day. So it's just a really nice way for me just to start everything. It's just like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. I was just like violently typing that all down as you were saying it. I absolutely love that. I feel like so many people, as soon as they wake up, their first instinct is, where's my phone? Let me get my phone. Let me scroll through social media. And that I feel like is just the worst way to wake up. I mean, for some people that works really well for them. But for me personally, I do that. And I'm like, why did I just choose to go on my phone? I could have spent that time actually properly waking up, you know? So I really love what you yeah. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I think so often we get we get stuck in our phones, right? Like whether it's waking up, like right when we wake up, look at what's happening in the world, you know, look at what's happening in someone else's life. Like we're, we, we disconnect from our own, right? Same before we go to bed, we're on our phones, we're watching videos, we're, you know, getting those, that instant gratification, and we're not just letting ourselves calm down. Also, phones, the the light that comes out of the phone is a blue light. And blue light is, you know, like the same type of light that comes from the sun. And our bodies are designed to wake up to that. So when we're looking at those screens right for, before bed, it's actually stimulating the brain. It's waking us up. So it actually affects us. And we don't often sleep as well if we look at that. And then the same goes for, in you know, in that morning time, right? It's, it's it kind of just zings you awake and it doesn't, you, your brain doesn't have its sort of a little bit of time just to start, you know, opening up as, as it can. So even just on the, like the physical, like light of it and not even disconnecting from self, but like, it's, it's not great for our brains. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I noticed like a pattern with when you're waking up, you're starting with yourself and then you're opening yourself up to the world. But when you're doing that kind of grounding technique you were talking about before with like the five senses, you're starting in the outside and then you're bringing yourself back in. I love the contrast between the two. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things that I really like to work with and notice in myself, but also with like the the people that I work with is it's it's all about meeting yourself where you are in that moment, right? So if you are fully out of, you know, if you're in those thoughts, if you're out of your body, you know, it doesn't work to, as I said, it doesn't work to just come straight back to the breath because that there's like that disconnect there and it can feel jarring and just, you know, uncomfortable. So when we start, if we're out here, if we're out in like that outside space, little by little, start to work your way back in. And if you're in, in the inside space, little by little, start to reconnect to the out. And the same goes, you know, if, if you have lots of energy, you know, maybe jumping straight into like a restorative yoga class, you know, isn't like the easiest thing to do, right? Like, yeah. it's, you know, get that movement out first and then little by little start to slow things down. If you're fatigued, you know, and you're exhausted, you know, it doesn't work to just jump straight into running, right? Like start to little by little, A, allow yourself to, to rest first and then little by little start to bring that movement back in. It's all about meeting yourself where you are and taking those small steps, whether that's, you know, lifting up and away and and moving out into the world or whether that's coming back in <clears throat> from the world back into your body. And it's not just jump one, jump the other, right? Yeah. It's, it's a progression, a small progression. Those are usually the best ways to do it. Yeah. yeah, beautiful. And do you find that there are any challenges when you do this in the morning? Um, I would definitely say at the beginning when I started doing it, uh, I if something wasn't right, like if I was like, so I, I um, one of the things that happened uh, during my <clears throat> major blow up in the face uh, burnout during the pandemic was I, I really injured myself. I, um, I really injured my back um, to the point where I could barely move. Um, and so I, you know, those check-ins in the mornings would be like, oh, my back's terrible. Like, you know, and I would just be really negative about it. <laughs> like yeah. my stupid back, like how can like, you know, and, and it, it's taken time, <laughs> but you know, the, I've gotten a lot better at saying, ah, my back is sore today. Okay. I'm going to start to move a little bit first. I'm going to take a warm shower to loosen it up. And I'm not judging the fact that my back is hurting. Right. And it's, it's just, it's the back, pain it's gotten a lot better I'm I'm, I'm, I'm able to move now um, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know there's there I have my days when it's it's not awesome right and and it's but when I judge myself about like oh you know I didn't I wasn't taking care of myself that's why I did this you know this is this is my fault this is blah 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 you know and it, it just gets me in that super negative mood and so when I'm just able mm. the 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 back pain might still be there but I'm changing how I'm approaching it and then all of a sudden a I don't notice the pain as much and b I'm able to to be much more uh, helpful to myself because then I can go oh uh, yeah actually what I need to do right now is I need to move a little bit I need to take that warm shower so I can start to relax you know the muscles um you know that that sort of thing and so it's just shifting perspective a little bit is can be really beneficial and and just shifting how I'm talking to myself is really beneficial because then I don't start my day off 
with negative thoughts, right? I'm not starting my day off with like talking myself down. I'm starting my day off with going, ah, this is how I'm feeling. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And I really love that actually, like the way you're talking about paying attention to what your body needs, even if it is something negative, your body still needs something and you can help give that to yourself. Even if it is positive, like you can give that to yourself too. So I feel like that awareness is so great to build. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. And have you found that this has improved your productivity and your perception in life, like in doing this practice every day? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because on this side, like when I, when I'm able to have those moments of just being, just being, I think is, is what I want to say with this, yeah. then it's, I'm, I'm able to then feel like I'm able to focus better during the day. I'm not just jumping from one thing to the next, right? I'm like, oh, okay, this is this. All right, and moving on, this is that. So it's, it. I feel like things slow down and they don't necessarily slow down, but it's my perception of of time. Like time isn't rushing as fast. I'm, I'm able to, to really breathe through things instead of just push through things um and i don't know if that if that makes sense but like it it it's it, it is just about like it it's as though on the days when i don't take that time for me to slowly wake up i feel like things kind of get put on like a um what do you call it you know when you when you're like you're watching a video and, and instead of having it on like the one, it's like a 1.5 oh, like or two. two speed, yeah. Yeah, speed. Yeah, you're speeding things up, right? So I feel like things are like majorly speeding up. Um, and when I take that time, I feel like I'm just on that number one. Like I'm just living it as it should be. Mm-hmm. And so it it is just, you know, it's not, it doesn't change what I need to get done that day. It doesn't change how you know, how busy maybe I am. It just changes my perception of that busyness and and how I I approach the busyness. Yeah, I really love that. So even if you are a super busy person, like for me, examples, my mind is always at like the thing I have to do instead of the thing I'm doing. And it's always like one step ahead. And I feel like this practice that you've mentioned is like a really great way to just focus on what you are doing and just be in the present as opposed to skipping ahead to what you need to do later on yeah exactly exactly yeah because so often you know we're we're there we're as you're saying you're doing one thing and your brain is already on that next thing or not even the next thing maybe it's two things down the road right yeah and so we're not actually focusing on what we're trying to get done so that takes us longer we don't do it as well because we're not fully there and so when we're able to just come back and and really be in that moment doing that thing you do it you do it well and then you can move on right and it's and at the uh, when we start at least when I started doing this and I know that the other people said the same you know at the beginning you feel like you're not getting as much done but then when you really look back you when you you know at the end of the day you look back and you go actually I got a lot done today and I did it better (laughs) and I don't feel as stressed or overwhelmed about it huh (laughs) you know and it's just about but that perception is just about that perception of of really understanding like what is 
what does it mean to be productive? Yeah. Um, does, is productivity about getting all these things done all at once or is it about doing them well? Is it about, you know, so you don't have to redo it? Is it about, you know, doing it within the time period that it's, it, you know, it's supportive of you? And like, you know, the the more we're able to to be in the now, as we're saying, you know, we're able to get those things done now instead of maybe an hour later because I've done 50 other things in the middle of it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like this is so interesting because the other day I was reading something about how so often we spend more time worrying about the past or the future and that induces a lot of stress and anxiety and we forget that there's actually a present moment we can be involved in instead of hyperfixating on things that are coming up or things that have already passed. And I thought that was so interesting and it really rang so true to me because more often than not, we are never in the present, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I say this earlier? You know, st- stress, anxiety reside in the past. It resides in the future. It doesn't reside in the now, right? And so when we're able to be in the now, then we're able to to really appreciate what's happening and, and we appreciate the what we're working on. We're appreciating who we're with. You know, how often is it, are you, you know, there with a friend and you're having this conversation and all of a sudden your brain is somewhere else, right? Yeah. And you're no longer there in the room with your friend, like physically you are, but your brain isn't, you know? Oh, and yeah. then it's like, oh shoot, they just told me something and I didn't hear, oh, I don't know if I want to admit that I didn't actually <laughs> listen to them when they were saying yeah. that, you know? And so it's like, you know, it, it, we're able to, when we're able to come back out of that and, you know, and, and it happens, it's, it, it's okay. Right. But it, when we notice it, say, oh, okay, come back. And without judging it, because the more we start judging those things, the more we just get stuck in that as well. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, I went, I went in that past. Okay. Let me come back to the, the present. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm in the future. Let me come back to the present. And it's, it's that, you know, that constant. And the more we do it, the easier it becomes, the more we start noticing it and the less we actually do of it, of going to the past, going to the future because we become more conscious of when it happens, why it's happening, and we're able to retrain our brain. We're literally rewiring how our brain is functioning when we're doing this, right? And we're able to be more in the now. Yeah, for sure. And I can totally relate to what you said before about you're talking to someone and suddenly your mind's jumping to all these different places and you're just like nodding along to what they're saying, not actually taking in what they're telling you. I feel like that's just another telltale sign of the busyness of this world that we live in. Oh, totally. Totally, totally. Yeah, 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 exactly. Awesome. Well, I would love to jump into our open mic section now. So I'll open up the floor for you to talk about anything that you would like to. All right. So um, I've been thinking about this and when when we were talking, um, I really, I think it'd be really interesting to, to discuss the, um, how we can bring mindfulness into um our day-to-day movements right and so there's something called habit stacking um and it's really beneficial way of doing things that we're already doing we already have them in our lives and we're just using them to support our mindfulness practice or to support our self-care practices 
right? And it's it's that it's it's using these things. So going back to that analogy that I made about the the field, right? And so we're we're already you know we're using these things that we're already doing. Maybe that's um, washing our face in the morning. Maybe that's having our cup of tea. Maybe that's um, making food, going into the garden if you're you know if you do gardening, right? Whatever it is, where in that moment that you're doing that, bring your awareness to it. So just for example, the washing the face, like in the morning, when you're washing your face, notice how the water feels on your hands. Notice the sound of the water as it drops into the basin. Notice how the water feels as you bring it onto your face, right? Can you... Um, feel the different textures of the soap on your hands as you sud- suds it up? Do you feel that texture? Is it different as, you're, as it comes onto your face? Can you smell the scent of the soap that you're using? How does it feel when the water cleans the, the soap off, right? So we are doing all of these movements that we've done a hundred million times before, but we're slowing them down in the way of we're just changing our perception of them. We're not even necessarily totally slowing down, right? Mm. We're just kind of taking that speed dial and pulling it back a little bit and just noticing every movement of it. And things like this can absolutely change how we show up for ourselves, how we show up for other people, how we show up for our work, right? And it's just in these small little moments that we absolutely change how we see the world. Because when we're able to be in the here and the now, we are able to really appreciate what we are living. We're able to appreciate everything around us. We're able to notice this is something that brings me happiness. This is something that maybe doesn't. Um, we're, but you know, and that, that's that's okay, right? We don't have to always bring all those happiness things into it. It's just about noticing. It's just about about being in the here and now, and really allowing that to to change the way our brain thinks about things, because when we when we get so caught up in our thoughts, we forget that we forget to see the beauty of these small moments. So when we're able to slow things down, just like with washing your face, you know, like you might feel all of a sudden this like ease running through the body and you're just like, oh, okay. And then instead of walking out of the bathroom and being grumpy at your partner because they, I don't know, left the toilet seat up, for example, you know, it, you're just walking out being, oh, good morning, you know? And so it's 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 just changing, by changing this perception, we're changing the way our brain functions and then we're not staying in negative cycles. We're able to pull out of those negative cycles little by little and, and really just appreciate life around us. That the that beautiful building that I mentioned walking down the street, you know, like that happens more often. We're able to see this glowing light more often. We're able to 
appreciate the colors around us more. We're able to listen to our friends' stories um, and really be there. And we're able to get our work done more effectively, more efficiently, because we are here in the now. And it's not about, you know, working until we drop, right? It's not about like, you know, sleeping when when you're dead. It's, it's about living. And life is way more than just the hundred million things that we have to do. It's yeah. about living. Yeah, for sure. And things like these take time to develop, right? We're not going to be able to get it instantly right. No, exactly, exactly. And, and, and the more that we do it, the easier it becomes to bring that in, right? The more, like so many studies show, you know, with gratitude, for example, like the more we, uh, you know, look at things around us and be grateful for what we have, the more we're likely to look at the world and be like, wow, this is amazing, right? We're not looking at everything going, oh, I'm getting attacked by all of these things, right? Yeah. And so like, that that's the same thing with this is the more we show up for ourselves the more we're able to to really notice like actually there's a lot of beautiful things in my life already there's a lot of things that are that i have that make me happy mm-hmm. but i've just not taken that time to notice it and maybe there's things that i don't even notice that i'm doing that actually don't make me happy like um this came up on on uh the podcast in one of the episodes like my sister-in-law was saying that when um, she did, they did um, uh, like a food meditation with um, like a mindfulness meditation with uh, raisins. And um, in one of her classes when she was starting to become a therapist and um, this person had always thought that they loved raisins, you know, and they just ate loads of them. But when they did this food meditation, they slowed things down. They actually realized they absolutely hated raisins. It was just... <laughs> that you know they they just they were there and so they just put them down in the face and they, you know down in their mouth and wouldn't even chew them practically just practically you know just swallow them and it was just something that was filling a space they didn't actually enjoy them and so when they slowed things down they're like oh actually i don't really like raisins but i do like um dried cranberries you know and and so it was just like oh okay you know so it's just taking that time to notice like what we do love what we don't like and and to not judge it, you know, just to to really allow ourselves to be ourselves. Yeah, I feel like that's such a beautiful way to put it as well. And sometimes mindfulness isn't for everyone, but do you think this is something that people can work towards if it's something they really want to give a go? I think I, think I would say mindfulness is for everyone because it's not, it's not a meditation, right? It's not, it is just living. And so, yes, it's something that we can all work towards. And I think it's it, it's not always easy. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, it's, I think we should all strive to, to be more in the here and now. Yeah. Instead of in the past, instead of in the future. And that's not always easy to do. And sometimes we need more support in doing that, you know? Um, but I, I think we should all strive to, to really appreciate life and the life that we live. And that's really what mindfulness is. It's about yeah. appreciating life and it's about appreciating ourselves. Yeah. That's 
so beautiful and I think the perfect way to round off today's episode as well. Um, So thank you so much for being with us here today, Tess. I think we had such a great conversation about like mindfulness and different practices we can use. And I've definitely come out of this with so much I can take away and implement into my life. So thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on. It's been really fun. Thank you. Um, And for those of us who want to find out more about you, where can we go? Yes. Well, uh, you can find me on pretty much any, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Um, I'm on Instagram. I was going to say any social media, but then I started thinking about it. Like, there's a lot of social media I'm not on. So Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, just put in Tess Jewel Larson. Um, that's J-E-W-E-L-L-L-A-R-S-E-N. I know it's a long last name, but... Um, and then also my website, uh, testjewelarson.coach. Um, and you can find the different things that I do there, how to work with me. Um, or just send me a message and say hi, because I like just talking with you. Awesome. Well, we also have Tessa's details in the description below. And to everyone listening, please don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're on. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. You have been listening to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps other people find it and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website, pp.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Joanna. Thanks for tuning in.